This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My brothers and sisters, bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahabihi ajma'in. I'm not too sure if the sound is going to be clear. I'm using a different gadget this afternoon. And uh, the topic is, as you can see, uh, the da'wah, calling towards goodness, calling towards Allah, calling towards the deen. Should it be lenient or hard? Should, it, should there be a soft approach or should it be harsh? And uh, we need to understand that there are definitely different ways of calling people towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the message is one. The methods are always going to differ. My beloved brothers and sisters, we need to realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has asked us to convey the message. And it's our duty to call people towards goodness. When we call people towards goodness, we must be lenient. That's the asl. Al-asl, uh, asl meaning the, the original teachings. You know, you see someone, you meet someone, you hear about someone, you want to call someone. You must speak to them with great respect and with leniency with a soft tone in a beautiful way. The evidence of it is filled in the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet So each person has a different temperament, both the caller and those who are being called. They all have a different temperament. So if you take a look at the people who are the callers, the scholars, the du'at, someone who wants to call others towards goodness. Not everyone has the same temperament or the character. Some people are hard and harsh by nature. Naturally, they are hard. The way they talk is harsh. They will get across to different people, those who are impressed by a hard, harsh message. You know, there are some people, if you were to talk to them very softly and leniently, perhaps they may not take heed. So they would need a harder message. Who are those people? We're going to get to that. But the, originally, we're taught to speak to everyone, number one, with respect. That's never compromised. Even if someone disrespects you, we as Muslims are taught to not to disrespect them in return, but rather to respectfully express our dissatisfaction, our anger, or whatever else it may be, our disagreement, we must do so in a very respectful way. So if you want to call people towards goodness, leniency is one thing, but being respectful is another. So res being respectful is never going to be compromised. But when it comes to the issue of being soft, the issue of being very lenient, that is the, the way it should start. And then as you progress, you begin to get the feel of what response you're getting. And sometimes people may not respond and sometimes it depends who you're calling. 
If, for example, there are people out there who have never harmed Islam, they have never attacked the Muslimin, they have never blasphemed any of that which is sacred to the Muslimin, obviously there are literally innocent people out there who uh, perhaps don't know about Islam or are waiting for clarifications, waiting for a lot of other uh, teachings and so on from you and I. That would be something very, very interesting and important if we were to uh, speak to them in a correct way, we would clear their misconceptions or their ignorance. We would actually inform them of what is right and what is wrong. So that should happen in the most beautiful way. Then you have someone who is showing you greater interest. Perhaps they have come a little bit closer. In that particular case, you will notice a change in your approach in a certain way, not to say your character or conduct is going to drop in terms of level, nor your respect, the respect you have for yourself as well as for others needs to be maintained. But sometimes you might speak to them in more detail. Uh, you might have, um, you know, a, an approach that is slightly different. When it comes to a person who, who has harmed Islam, who is attacking and who is maybe blaspheming, etc. Initially, very respectfully, we've got to remind them in a very polite way. Look at the Pharaoh. When Musa salam was sent to him, he was told to remind him in a beautiful way. Maybe Allah says, Perhaps he might take heed or he might be conscious of Allah, fearful, or he might change his ways. Yet Allah knew that this man is never going to change. Allah already knew, but he instructed his messenger, may peace be upon them all, to be very polite and very kind. So initially, if you were to look at the message that is given to these people who are hurting Islam, harming Islam, or engaged in grave injustice, it needs to be a firm, polite, beautiful message, evidence-based, which is actually convincing and at the same time, uh, we're not uh, going to just submit, uh, you know, defeat and so on, or pretend like we're the downtrodden underdogs, weaklings. No, 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 no. Respectfully, and yet very politely, put the message across. However, when you find someone on the offensive and they're really attacking, then you may, you may choose, you will have to choose what is the most appropriate at that particular time. So you will find some people might tell you that uh, to use an approach with this person that you are using is very, very light. In fact, it's not going to have an impact. You have to be a little bit harder, a little bit more firm. You have to perhaps counter their attack with another attack. You know, that would do much more help uh, in, uh, in particular cases. So you need to study the cases. How will your message fare with this person whom you are delivering it to? And at the same time, respond to their, uh, you know, attack on yourself or on Islam mainly. If you look at the Prophet ﷺ, he never responded to attack uh, on his person, but rather attack on Islam, on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who blasphemed the message, etc., they were responded to. But anyone who did a personal attack, Aisha radiallahu anha says in the hadith that 
Mantakama Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam alinafsihi qattu. Never did he uh, take retribution uh, for, he, for himself, but it was more for the sake of Allah or where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually uh, was being insulted and so on. Then he, he chose a different approach, which was harder. He even issued warnings and he went to war at a certain point, not once, but several times. And that was after warnings and for, for many, many reasons. So we need to understand the approach that is being, the approach that is, um, uh, you know, used the method that is employed needs to be in line with uh, it needs to be in line with the person that you are talking to what they've done and so on so we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us ease sometimes uh, especially in today's world there are so many people out there who are confused muslims who don't know much about islam people who haven't been practicing people who don't know much and so on so if you take a look at those how to talk to them i would prefer a softer approach because initially you're calling people towards allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminding them and guiding them a soft approach does not mean you don't warn you warn them of hellfire you warn them of the everlasting hellfire you warn them of all sorts of things but you make sure that it is done in a beautiful way that is going to be digested by people now, if you see someone who is more practicing, to be honest, your approach can be a little bit harder with them because they're, they're already coming through. So a person who is practicing and you want to remind them, hey, don't go back on whatever you have and you need to polish X, Y, and Z, or we need to study this and study that, etc. You know, if I enter a masjid and I see all people uh, who are, I'm going to give you an example, a whole lot of people in the masjid all bearded and what and you know you have people who relatively look like they're practicing i promise you the tone of my lecture would be a little bit harder but if you're walking into a university where people are some are muslim some are not a lot may not appear to be practicing and we're just talking from appearances not to say we're judging them but just to try and gauge the approach that is required. In that particular case, if you're going to doom everyone and kick them out of the deen and make like they're all going to hell anyway, it will you will not be able to get across to the bulk of them. But if you were to use a softer approach, talk to them, you know, someone who's not practicing, try to help them come inch by inch, step by step, closer, closer, closer to Allah. And that would be much more beneficial than to just go in and use the same approach with everyone. The Prophet ﷺ himself never used the same approach with, with different people. When there were different people, he used different approaches. In fact, he even told us to be careful of how we speak to people. Everyone must be spoken to according to their level. Ali ibn Abi Talib anhu also echoed those teachings and he said, you speak to people according to their understanding and what they know. So uh, sometimes people tell me I'm too lenient. Well, I tell you what, leniency is a very good quality. It is an asal. It is the original quality to be soft in your approach. But you need to know when to be hard. I can be really hard at times. But with who? That's the question. With who? That is the question. So it depends nowadays, like I say, because we are witnessing so much of change across the globe, the bulk of the people out there literally want to know what's right and wrong. How are you going to be able to teach them when 
There is nothing that is going to inspire them towards listening to what you have to say if you begin with abuse and you swear their mothers and fathers and you actually think that that's the deen, you call them whatever other names you want. And there is a lot of this type of uh, you know, name calling that is happening at the moment, which is chasing people away from the deen. So for myself, what I do know is uh, when we are speaking to people, we have to make sure that we employ the best possible approach, the best method, and where it is required to, to be hard, you need to be a little bit hard and even a little harsh at times. But you need to know that you must study every individual and every case. What works in one community may not work in another community. You find certain communities are very, very, uh, uh, you know, practicing, for example. You may have to be very hard if you go into those communities and you just have a light speech where you're telling people, you know, and by the way, you know, uh, guys, don't worry, you can relax, take it easy, you guys are good, you guys are, are praying anyway, so everything is good and mashallah, it's nice, you know. In that case, you have not done justice to them. Your duty is to help them gain even greater closeness to Allah. So you need to be harder, speak about more detailed items with them. Speak about that which is more than what they are already doing. You know, the five daily prayers are there. Let's speak about the sunnah and the nafil because you're already doing the farah. But when you're speaking to someone who is not uh, on the farah and they're not fulfilling their basic duties in that case how can you start speaking about the nafil and the sunnah when you know that that hasn't even uh, you know they haven't even arrived at that level so my brothers and sisters it's important for us to actually uh, uh, understand this uh, you know the community you're speaking to the people you're speaking to and speak to them according to that particular uh, level that they're on and the idea is to get them better and better. You know, when someone comes to you seeking help and you see that they're in niqab and, you know, they already have uh, very modest outward dressing. Uh, and if there is another person who is nowhere near that, I mean, to, to be able to use the same approach with both, the idea is to get everyone, including ourselves, uh, to a much higher level, to the best possible level we can. But you won't be able to uh, get across to the one who is further away when you talk language that they wouldn't even comprehend or understand. So we need to strike a balance. And to be honest, the bulk of it needs to be filled with leniency and softness in approach and goodness, kindness, tolerance to a great degree and a lot of patience. You need to have a lot of patience. But when it comes to the harshness, look at the Pharaoh. As much as Musa alayhi salam prayed against him, he never ever insulted him. He never disrespected him, even though he claimed to be a god. The same with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu As much as he disagreed with Abu Jahl, and as, as much as he uh, you know, disagreed with the, the cronies who had attacked him, he did not issue insults and he did not uh, you know, rub salt on the wound, so to speak, because the idea is this message is higher than those characteristics. But there were times when the hypocrites who were damaging Islam, who were causing uh, damage from within, the approach was much harder with them. 
and the Prophet ﷺ actually warned them. And uh, subhanallah, uh, it, was, it was a very different approach from the Prophet ﷺ. So let's try and understand this. I know there are people who, who say a lot and who speak a lot. I personally believe, and this is what I wanted to say, that everyone's approach is applicable. If I'm soft by nature, don't expect me to have a, a hard approach. If someone is very hard by nature, don't expect them to have a soft approach. But there are some who, are, who have both qualities from Allah. We all have different qualities. Some of us are more patient than others. Some of us have a greater tolerance level than, uh, than others. So if that is the case, then we definitely need to acknowledge that Allah's made us with different characteristics. Not everyone, we are not prophets of Allah. So not everyone is going to be able to have a quality that you think they need to have. Uh, sometimes they will be soft in their approach. So what would happen is you will have others who will be hard in that, their approach who will then create the balance. You see, sometimes the balance is in one person and sometimes the balance is in a number of people put together. And this is why I say those in the da'wah who are harsh and hard, we need them. But they will have an impact on a certain category of people. Those who are more lenient and patient, we need them. And they will have an impact on others. Today on the globe, we're going through so much. People are doubting their own beliefs. People are questioning things. We need to have answers. Not everyone is actually going to uh, be on your level or mine. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness and ease. Uh, this is just a session I thought I would go live for. And perhaps if the sound is, is good enough, maybe we can do a few more lives at some point. Uh, otherwise, we'll have to stick to the premiering of the pre-recorded uh, videos instead of doing a live. Uh, the opportunities we get to actually read your comments are much better than if we uh, were to read comments posted later on. So this is why may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant every one of us ease and goodness. Remember, when you speak to people, make sure you know who you're speaking to and make sure whatever method you're going to employ is going to be effective. It's going to actually have the desired impact on the person or the people whom you're addressing. Be respectful. I don't see why a person should not be respectful and try and understand that others who have a different approach are not necessarily wrong. Those who have a different approach from yours are not necessarily wrong. They just have different nature given by Allah. They, they perhaps would impact on different categories of people. And uh, I, I still do believe that Al-Asl, and I've confirmed this with many scholars, many people, and even, you know, read it throughout the seerah, throughout the Quran, etc. Al-Asl, you know, the, the original method, the, the first, the way to start the methods of da'wah, the, the original method is that which is filled with a soft approach, with leniency, with kindness, with tolerance, with goodness. And then as time progresses and you're addressing different people who have reacted in different ways or people who have done different things in that particular case, you would become a little bit harder and at times even harsh with those whom that harshness is required. And that is what would impact upon them more. 
So I pray that we understand this. I think it's the third time I'm repeating it, but perhaps the reason is because uh, I see more of us are joining this live session. In the meantime, my brothers and sisters, uh, we need to pray for those who are uh, going through difficulty and hardship. There are people who are uh, losing faith because of the hardship that they're going through. And there are people who, for example, someone who is leading others astray, generally the approach with them would be a little bit harder because they're leading others astray. A person who is just trying to learn, a person who is trying to uh, ask questions, a person who themselves might be, uh, you know, uh, astray, but they're not leading others astray. In that case, you would actually be the most lenient, softest person to them. When someone is causing damage, you're going to have to stop that damage somehow. You know, if someone is going around shooting people, you're, someone is going to be, have to be brave enough to come and stop that person somehow. And that's, that's not going to happen with a soft approach. Hi, how are you? They'll shoot you as well. So remember this, my brothers and sisters, each, of, each person and each situation requires its approach. To, be, to know which approach to employ is actually wisdom. And that wisdom, very few people have it. Sometimes a lot of people have uh, a lot of knowledge, but they don't have the know-how, uh, which, uh, which method should I employ? And they begin to attack and they begin to create more damage. The same would apply among the scholars themselves. Sometimes you find, uh, we all know scholars are not prophets of Allah, okay? Scholars are not prophets of Allah. So they will have weaknesses. They will have sins, all of them. They would have sins, minor sins mostly. And subhanAllah, sometimes mistakes they would definitely make. I make mistakes, I know that. And I would never call myself perfect. I'm very far from that. But imagine what you're teaching is one thing. When you're teaching that which is wrong, yeah, you need to be called out for what you're teaching that is wrong. And when you've done something within your private life that is wrong, then people need to help you and guide you as a human being. If you have not taught that, it's not their teachings. For example, you find a person who teaches Quran, he teaches lovely Quran and so on. And then you see him skip a red traffic light, may Allah protect us. What would you do? That doesn't require a refutation. He didn't teach people to, to, to skip a light. He did it. Let me give you another example. A person who tells people to fulfill Salah and mashallah, he's a guiding light. And one day he misses his Salah or uh, he, you know, he didn't fulfill it in the proper way. Say he missed it. Does it mean now I need to make a video to say this guy doesn't pray, you know? Uh, yet he only teaches people about praying five times a day because you noticed something in his private life that needed correction, you don't go out in the public to correct his private personal mistake where he is not preaching and teaching that particular thing that is wrong. If someone tells you don't read the Quran, they would be wrong. But if someone were to, were to say read the Quran and understand it's the word of Allah and understand that it is sacred and so on, and then you find they themselves did not read it at, at a specific time, you know what, you might want to remind them, hey brother, you're not supposed to be doing this, you're supposed to be doing that. They might say, look, I made a mistake and you know what, it's not a public teaching. But sometimes the way some of the trigger happy uh, refuters 
come out and hunt for something in someone's private life to take out and bring to the fore. Nobody even knew about it. They exposed it thinking that, you know, we're going to nail this person or do justice to this particular matter when they didn't realize all you did was took a private matter that this person doesn't teach, doesn't stand by, doesn't believe themselves. They might have fallen as a human in one or two mistakes or sins. And now instead of helping them, you've actually come out and reduced the respect that people had for them and they're going to do it to you and to everyone else so you're going to be left with no scholars i don't know a single scholar that has not been spoken bad about not even one name them from the east to the west from the north to the south every single scholar they have to be refuted no matter who they are they have to be spoken against no matter who they are why because obviously there would be all sorts of people who are prepared to say uh, whatever, what opposes what you're going to say. There have to be people who don't like you. There are people who don't like the Quran, the Sunnah. They don't like a lot of things. So you will have that. But to be very fair, if a person has not promoted that which is wrong and they have not taught that which is wrong and whatever they've made a mistake regarding, if it is not their ingrained habit and quality, there is absolutely no benefit at all. In fact, there is harm in coming out and trying to expose things. What did you expose? I mean, uh, come on, that's crazy. Subhanallah, you brought to the fore something. Uh, say, for example, you were walking in the mall and you saw a scholar and he happened to slap his child. Or he happened to, uh, you know, to say a bad word to, to his child or to his family member or to someone. Surely, rather than create a video and get excited, which is not right, you know this person teaches goodness, they teach a lot of uh, respect, they teach kindness, they must have had their bad moment or they might have, you know, made a mistake or fallen or whatever it may have been. It's your duty, if you really care for them, to go and remind them and to tell them, you know what, I heard what you said and, you know, I, I really felt it because I wouldn't have expected that from you. That's enough for that person's correction. But if you're going to make a video out of it and you're going to come out and say, I saw so-and-so, they were in the mall and I saw them with people and he spoke very badly. He slapped his child and he did this. Look at the hypocrite he is. Look at the time. You're obsessed with the guy. Leave him alone. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. That doesn't solve the problem. You've, the, probably the brother has taught or the sheikh or the sister, whoever it may have been, has taught millions of people a lot of goodness. And what you try to do now is you just wanted to create a blemish in that. People will start doubting the good teachings just because you created a video about the slapping or about whatever else it may, a personal mistake rather than address it so that it's not repeated again or it's dealt with in a beautiful way. This is something you need to think about. And I, I have seen some of, I have seen some really uncultured refutists. And I can tell you they have not had a good upbringing. Those who've had a good upbringing and they, they have their cultured people, they would always do things thinking of a lot of factors before they say things or do things. But when you have someone who's uncultured, probably they've just got guidance now than the other day. They used to be in the clubs and the ghettos and they came onto the deen. They probably, in a lot of cases, wallahi, I've seen it and I can, I, I, I'm compiling stats to actually see how bad this has become. They would go to 
town with the way they refute people and talk about reasonably good people in such a derogatory way that it's, it's just, it, it leaves a bad taste. To be honest with you, it goes to prove that they don't have a good upbringing. They've come from the ghettos. When I say ghetto, I mean they've come from, uh, not even ghettos, they've come from a terrible life. We need to understand this. Culture is very important for as long as it does not contradict the deen. In fact, the character and conduct taught in the deen, we're talking about harshness, and we're taught people say, no, you must be harsh. Not at all. You must make sure that you know when to be hard and harsh. You know what to expose, when to expose it, and when to correct a person. You need to know the damage of what you are trying to do. You need to realize the damage of what you are trying to do if you really care for the deen. And this is why I definitely doubt some people who, who just go on a refuting campaign. You know, recently I heard someone say, oh, you must refute anything and everything. Yes, I agree. Where there is deviance that is being taught, you refute it without a doubt. All of it, without a doubt. But when you come to an individual and a person and you want to get personal about them, be careful because then on the day of judgment, it could just be the other way around. When you want to get personal about people and make personal attacks on others, be very, very careful. This is what I'm talking about. You need to know if they've made a blunder, if they've said or did something, and that's not what they preach and promote. That's their own private error. And if you would like, you really care for them, you need to make sure you come, reach out to them, help them, guide them. They are human. If I were to make a mistake, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't be happy if someone uh, just, you know, started uh, creating a big video about something that was within my own private life. Unfortunately, the world is full of cuckoos. And you know what? They do that. So guys like us have to just enjoy the video. That's it. And smile about it. Because there's nothing much you're going to do. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness and ease and open our doors. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us in every single way. I think I've spoken quite a lot. Inshallah, I hope to meet with you guys again at some point. Uh, I'm done my half an hour of uh, nasiha that I, I wanted to uh, give myself to begin with and then everyone else is done. And I'm not referring to anyone in particular, I'm referring to everyone, including myself. This is the nasiha. There are so many people serving all sorts of agendas. Our agenda should be Allah and His Rasul and we should carefully think of the damage that would be caused by what we do. And if we don't, people have reason to, to doubt us and our motives and what we're actually trying to get to. Uh, because I'm finding more and more uh, loss of respect of all scholars, all of them. Loss of respect of all scholars across the board, simply because people are spending their time doing all sorts of things and they're actually uh, attacking one another left, right and center without speaking on the point itself. Rather, it's becoming uh, rather, it's becoming personal and it's becoming really ugly. May Allah bless you all. Jazakumullah khair. Aqulu qawli hala. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.